Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Teen Wealth. Um, my name is Cass. And I am Rebecca Shalon. And uh, we're your two hosts this week. Um, and so if you were listening to us last week, you'll remember we talked a little bit about uh, boundaries and setting and maintaining boundaries and when it's time to uh, make a change. And so today we thought we would talk a little bit about how that change can happen. Yeah, so I, I think um, for me, I wanted to sort of talk about um, like a change in environment and what that can mean in mental health and taking care of your mental health um, when you do have a change of environment, whether it's moving or, you know, a new job or a new school, things like that. Um, yeah, and, and we both definitely have uh, personal experiences that we can share in regards to that. Yeah, I think between the two of us, we've got a, a fair amount of environment change uh, in terms of uh, particularly moving countries, we've both uh, moved from the Southern Hemisphere up to Canada, and I believe we've also both been uh, international students at some point in our lives. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just if you weren't listening last week, to give you a bit of background, my name's Rebecca. Um, I moved from Australia to Canada to pursue um, film and TV. But I also studied abroad in America for a semester. And, you know, there's there's other changes of environment as well that we'll talk about that aren't just moving. But um, where did you move from, Cass? Well, I grew up in Wellington, New Zealand, and ultimately I moved to Canada at first uh, for a semester exchange at university, and then later after I went back to New Zealand, I ended up moving to Canada permanently with my fiancé, who's Canadian. But prior to that, when I was in high school, I was an AFS exchange student in Denmark for a year. Cool. So I guess um, the when we talk about today as well, like it'll mainly be focused on our experiences. And uh, in in my experience for like moving to Canada, it was definitely my choice to change uh, my environment. But obviously, that's not always the case. Like maybe maybe your parents moved and you had to go with them, or maybe you had to change schools, um, all that sort of thing, or even just starting something new as well. Like when you've decided to go get a job, like that's a change in environment too. Uh, but the steps to creating a safe sort of mental health zone um, and, you know, space for your health is very similar. So um, you, you go through the same process, whether it was it's your choice or not, I guess. Yeah, yeah. What causes the change can be a variety of things, but what you do afterwards to make that a good environment um, mm -hmm. remains largely the same. So let's talk about uh, your move to Canada. Um why did you move? You mentioned it was it was for study, but what were some of the factors that went into that decision? Yeah, so um, I originally I did a um, study abroad in America. That was um, the studying one when I was in college, and that definitely gave me a taste for travel and uh, experiencing new things. And you know, my whole world kind of opened up, and I realized that you know, in Perth, I wasn't really getting the experience that I that I had had when I was traveling. Uh, so my choice to go to Vancouver was very much much driven uh, by work and opportunity because I'm I'm from a, a small town in Australia called Perth in, in Western Australia. Uh, I think it's one of the most isolated cities in the world, I believe, because like not really the flight plans and everything don't go directly there. You have to stop over first, all that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, like the, in terms of film and TV, there isn't a huge amount of, you know, opportunity for that. And, you know, while I I have a, a double degree in marketing and PR and communications and media. Um, I could, you know, sort of go in that sort of discipline in Perth, but again, the choices were limited as they mostly outsourced the cool events and the cool marketing programs to the east side of Australia. So I felt really restricted in my growth um, professionally and, and personally. So as, as much as I love my family and, you know, I'm pretty sure they're listening right now. I love you guys. Please don't think it was just a move away from you guys because I love you. Um, but, yes, my it was my choice to move uh, to pursue a career in film and TV. 
Right. So it was driven by the lack of opportunity where you were and yeah. the, the greater opportunity um, in sort of bigger cities that have a bigger uh, film and TV industry. Yeah. I think when you when you make the choice to move and things like that as well, you have to sort of it's you don't just do those things um, because you're unhappy in every aspect of your life either. Like you're, you're changing because you need some part of you to grow. And for me, that was my my career. And like um, I, I wanted other opportunities and other um, experiences that were not what I was used to because I was I was limited back home. But it wasn't to say that I wasn't happy there. Like. I I loved the people um, that were in my life. I love my family. I I did have a great time working there. Like I, I still was happy in my jobs, but I was just limited in my growth. So I decided to make the choice to move and and you know pursue other other avenues. Yeah. So in some aspects, would you say it was a bit of a reluctant choice to move? Yes and no, because it it was a really hard decision. It's one that took me, uh, you know, a few years to really sort of execute because there were other factors involved. Like at the time I, w- I had a partner um, and he didn't necessarily want to leave, you know, our home and all that sort of thing. And eventually I sort of got to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not able to grow in the way that I want to I feel so restricted here I have to go and you can come with me or if you don't want to that's fine I respect your choices but at this point I need to go um and he ended up coming up coming with me and I kind of um I I, I don't really think that was the greatest thing to happen to me but I'm I'm also glad that it happened that way because uh it, it made me have a sense of responsibility to him so um I started taking care of his details and things like that and making the move happen because it wasn't just me that I was looking after so in that respect it kind of moved it a little bit quicker um yeah but in, in a lot of ways it held me back as well <laughs> but that's a yeah. whole other story <laughs> there can be pros and cons <laughs> yeah um, So when you were gearing up for that big move, what were you expecting to find at the other end? You know, that's a a really tricky question. I don't know... I really don't know what I expected. I just, I expected it to be different and it definitely was different. And um, I I think that in life we have to um, embrace all the changes that happen and look for the lessons. I don't think life is something that happens to us. It's something that like sort of we have to make happen it's not it's not about just letting life happen to us and and going with it and being like this is unfair or like getting stuck in that sort of thing it's about going okay I can affect change I'm going to make this happen and you know being able to make choices from what you can control um and what I could control was my environment I couldn't control my career and all of that sort of thing in Perth but I could control my environment so I changed it yeah. Right. So you sort of went into that move with no concrete expectations of what you would find, just that you would inevitably find something that you could work with. Yeah, I guess like a base expectation because because um, I did have that time abroad in America when I was a student and I really uh, enjoyed that and the opportunities that came with that. I guess my base expectation was that there would be more opportunity than what I was getting in Perth and that, that was definitely true um I did also expect it to be kind of uh similar to to like the culture that I experienced back home because we're both like commonwealth countries and it was like a western sort of world um but it was it was still a little bit of culture shock and I I was expecting a little of that having gone to America before um but not in the ways that I did have it (laughs) In Canada. Yeah, I found something quite similar when I moved uh, from New Zealand to Canada. Um, you're right. It's there's the culture you get is one you expect. There because uh, Australia and New Zealand are very similar culturally. Yeah, um, we found the same kind of differences when we arrived here. Um, well, I think it will go to a quick break.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Alrighty, guys. Welcome back. Thank you for bearing with us uh, during that little technical difficulty. But now that we're back, we're going to be talking about anxiety in new environments. So uh, what that looks like, uh, whether it's you've gone to a new school, whether you've moved like I have uh, from a new country and also like Cass has or whatever that new environment is. All right. Sorry, bear with me. I'm just still working through a few technical difficulties on my end. So, uh, no uh, Rebecca. We'll, we'll uh, dive in. Yeah, you take it away. <laughs> so basically, uh, there's a lot of anxiety that can come through when, you, when you're in that new environment. So uh, when relating it specifically to my move from Australia to Canada, you know, you're, you're thinking social anxiety. So will I fit in? Am I going to be able to make friends there? Will it be easy to make friends? Um, how, how am I going to fit in, basically? The other sort of thing that comes up as well is, you know, new customs and practices so that culture shock and and the unfamiliar sort of thing that that comes with that like how how do they do things and and will I be okay with the way they do things and all that sort of thing because when you're in your comfortable environment you know you're kind of told how things go you you're familiar you're comfortable with the processes and everything like that and and you know that you're safe and you don't question how the things work really because you're told that that's the way it works and that's how it's always worked but when you're in a new environment you kind of have to stop and ask questions and and be like does this work for me because it, it may challenge how you've done things before in the past in in your comfort zone so it forces you to sort of expand your horizons uh think about new things think about whether you know this new custom resonates with you and if you'll adopt that or if you'll stick with what you know or if you'll come up with something new altogether and like kind of make a hybrid kind of thing um, yeah, that could. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> if I can add to that. Um, it's it's I think that comes from uh, no longer having the um, 
the instinctive mm. uh, idea of of what works in a new environment. That's right. It's a good word to use as well, like instinctive, because you know how how are you supposed to trust your gut when your gut sort of came from somewhere else? <laughs> exactly. So, kind of the the social customs that I would default to in a New Zealand environment when mm. I'm to Denmark just completely did not work um, because right from uh, for example meeting people um, in New Zealand I was very comfortable you know walking into a room at a party and realizing I might not know everyone but you know I've got one or two people that I know and that's okay yeah. whereas yeah. in Denmark you arrive at a party and you go around the room and you greet every single person yeah yeah um, and just even the sense of humor and things like that is is very different because your your default mechanisms and stuff at parties when when you're feeling uncomfortable you know you go to that self-deprecating Aussie New Zealand uh like humor and stuff like that and Canadians just don't resonate with that at all like banter is not a thing in Canada so that was definitely different. Um, yeah. But, you know, further to that, you know, those, those are those sort of anxiety, those, uh, you know, personal sort of things that you're, you're battling in your mind. But in, in uh, addition to that, there's also, you know, the unfamiliar weather, the unfamiliar surroundings, the landscape, all that sort of thing. Everything around you is, is sort of foreign and it's almost as though you really have to find who you are again and in relation to where you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, And and so you not only have to place yourself physically in a new environment, um, you also then have to place yourself socially as well. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, those sort of um, anxieties will will happen in in any sort of thing. Like uh, for me, you know, coming from Australia, like, and and coming to Canada, like I definitely was thinking that. I didn't know if I'd fit in. I didn't know uh, if I'd be able to make friends as easily here um, because, you know, there wasn't really going to be a a social thing that I was going to be put in either. Like I wasn't coming here for school. I was coming here to to come and, you know, start a new life. And, um, you know, when you're you're growing up, you you have school and you have all of those places that sort of give you those instant friends. Um, And then when when you go to a new place, you have to find everything anew. So every single thing is a new environment and it's, it's quite overwhelming. Um, but you know, these are the anxieties that we have to sort of deal with. And I think what helped me the most is, uh, really that sense of community. So I wanted to talk about, you know, the importance of community, uh, and, and how to sort of, you know, quell the anxieties a little bit, uh, using this as a tool. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I like what you mentioned about the uh, sort of ready-made communities that you often find uh, when you're younger, um, mm. such as schools or um, if you're moving for a job, you might be instantly into a new office. Um, but a lot of time, particularly when you get older and, and you're just moving to start a new life, or if it's something like, you know, you haven't had the choice of whether to move yeah. um, and you don't necessarily have a school or something that you're going into, or if you exactly. end up in a, a school where you don't really connect to the community, what are some exactly, other ways yeah. you can get involved in a community? Well, well in even further to that as well, mindset is hugely important when you're changing environments. And if it's not something that was your choice, that can really affect you as well. Because in in your mind, you haven't quite switched over to the idea of embracing a new change and, and trying to fit in because you're still in that um, mindset where you want to be back home. Uh, so that can have a huge sort of thing to it as well. But um yeah, like I think community for me really did help me uh, sort of find my place here and especially with my particular move because my industry is film and television. It's not a consistent place again. So when we talk about those ready-made, you know, friend places and things like that, I didn't even have that in my workplace. So uh, with going to work as, as an actress or as crew, you're a day call. So you you change people every day every show kind of thing and um yeah, and even sit with someone for eight to ten hours and then you might yeah. get a again exactly and then you know even if you are on the same show a lot of the work can be isolating as well so when I first came here the the first jobs that I was getting in film were as you know as a production assistant in locations and basically you're kind of um you know you're you're stuck with one lockup and you're by yourself the entire 15 hour day yeah 
So yeah. uh, if you're I, doing background, you they, you might be told, okay, you need to walk down this path and you'll be the only one walking that path and you'll have to do it, you know, 20 times in a row, but you won't have anyone that you're walking with. You're just doing the same thing by yourself over and over and over for an eight hour shoot. Exactly. There's not really a lot of room to make meaningful connections and relationships with people when you're in a fast paced environment uh, that is reliant on you being quiet and yes. not talking <laughs> to anybody. So you know, I didn't make things easy for myself. So, um, you know, and again, with the nature of my job, it takes a lot of my time. So again, trying to find a sense of community when I'm working 15 hour days every day and, you know, coming home burned out and, and not really having enough energy to check in with myself and, and uh, where I'm at, it was really difficult. But yeah. So how did you get involved? Yeah. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, how do I get back to that? So, um, how did I get involved? I sort of was looking for every opportunity that I could. So uh, when I first moved here, I I started out as like background and then I listened for things that were familiar and I heard an Aussie voice in a PA like shouting rolling and things like that and I forced him to be my friend and then, <laughs> and then he uh, basically introduced me to some groups and things on Facebook so um, introverts fear not it's not always about you know like stepping out into your community and being like hi here I am be friends with me um, that that comes like naturally to the extroverts um, it can also be that like sort of introverted way like you can you can find community you know, in the safety of your of your computer and things like that. So it actually started with Facebook groups for me. And then I branched out and made sure that I was connecting to things that were of interest to me. Um, yes. So, you know, I got involved with a women's group, uh, the University of Women's Club of Vancouver, and that, that really has been instrumental in forming really great friendships with um, strong women that I look up to and of all generations because something that I was missing uh, moving to Canada is that intergenerational aspect. Like I really missed conversations with my with my nana, with my aunties um, and with my young nieces, well, not nieces, my young cousins um, uh, and things like that because there was a variety of age groups which you don't necessarily get when you move to the new place. You kind of stick to your friendship group, which is generally around your age. Yeah. So, I like that, that you mentioned um, that you found the, the nearest Australian and, and befriended I there. did. And, I did. And I looked that up that to be a very important form of community <laughs> in a new place is finding people who belong to your old community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you see a lot of expat communities in, in different countries. You know, there's um, yeah, there's a, a Facebook group specifically for Kiwis living in Vancouver. Um, yeah, and I yeah. no doubt there's one for Australians as well. But finding people physically located in your new environment who yeah. share your home culture can be immensely important for mental health. I did the exact same thing with the Aussies in Vancouver Facebook page. And yeah, it really, it it started online for me. Uh, So finding those groups and then physicalizing that. So like finding it in my physical world, like finding the women's group, finding the um, activities that the other Aussies in Vancouver like to do. Like my, some of my strongest friendships have been through the Aussies in Vancouver page because I went to a Harry Potter event (laughs) with a couple of the girls from there. Um, and you know I started to find my tribe so community really helps you um, anchor yourself and it it doesn't necessarily have to be just you know a social sort of thing it also includes volunteering community is about being able to be seen in your environment so a sense of contributing and a sense of belonging so knowing that I was able to you know volunteer and and find my feet there and then also finding some social links in that respect and it's that sense of of being part of something not just in what it gives to you but in what you can give to it so what exactly contribute to that community um Mm -hmm. particularly in 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 terms of uh volunteering and and Mm -hmm. standing up and doing things and you know there's something to be said about you know the fact we're talking about joining a lot of things but you also need to know when to say no. You can't just go to a new environment and sign up for every single thing if you know that it's not something that's going to serve you and it's not something that resonates with you. So when we come back from the break, I think we should talk about, you know, that 
that burnout and, um, you know, the very real danger of, you know, like burning yourself out when you're trying so hard to find your place in a new environment. Yeah, we'll chat a little bit about uh, how to notice that burnout happening and uh, reconnect to some of the boundaries that we talked about last week. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hi again, everyone. We are back. Uh, we're, we've been talking a little bit about changing environments and anxiety in a new environment. And uh, I think now we should probably talk a little bit about what happens when it all gets a bit too much and you find yourself burning out. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked a lot about how a sense of community can really help with the anxiety that you can find uh, when you are in a new environment um, and how, you know, joining those groups and really finding out what you want to do in this new environment can be helpful. But further to that, what you don't want to fall into the trap of is, you know, agreeing to everything. So every single new person that you meet is like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And you're like, yes, I'll I'll do it all Um, because that can definitely lead to burnout and and a whole different um you know bunch of issues with that so you'd be adding to your anxiety as opposed to helping it yeah there there is such a thing as too much connection exactly and you know echoing the sentiment that we um ended on last week which is if you never say no where is the power in your yes Mm. and a a lot of the time, you know, we are, we're looking for our sense of power. We're looking for our, our sense of belonging in the community. And if you're just, you know, handing out all of these um, free, like, yes, yes, I'm going to do it all, you'll start to feel powerless and 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 like you have no control over your environment. Um, so I think a good way to sort of um, – think about whether it's going to help you before you agree to things like as much as you really want to be liked in a new environment and you you want to make new friends I think the quality of those connections and friendships and the time you're spending is much more important so considering whether it really is 
a way you want to spend your time, whether it's something you're going to enjoy or if you're just doing it because you want the other person to like you. And, Mm. you know, what is that setting a foundation for? Like what type of foundation is that setting for your friendship and the new connections and new environment that you're creating for yourself? Yeah. And also consider um, which is going to be more helpful to you in terms of creating connections and um, kind of establishing in a new environment is it more helpful to say 10 different yeses to 10 different people or say yes to the same person 10 times Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, because you, you've got to think about the quality that you're offering as well. And, you know, if it's going to help you, if it's if it's going to be something that you really want to do, because you have a chance here to sort of curate your environment, as opposed to, you know, being placed in one and saying, this is the way things are, this is how it goes, these will be your friends. And this is what we want you to do. You actually have a chance to ask questions and to say, well, no, I actually don't want to do that. But thank you for the invite um I'm going to spend my time finding you know something that you want to do and and enrich your life a little bit more in that respect so burnout is something that I do regularly and definitely definitely struggle with this so I'm still learning about this at 32 years old I'm still you know figuring out how to say no to things that I shouldn't, you know, be taking on because my problem is that I enjoy so many things that I have so much will to do all of these things and I want to do it and give my all. So I, I will agree to like all the things, but I really should be taking a step back and be doing a few things, uh, at a better rate, like to do do something better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It can be tricky to say no sometimes, can't it? In a a number of different ways. Um, Particularly if you have moved uh, countries or cultures, Mm. uh, finding out what is appropriate to say no to, because, you know, often there are, someone might make an invitation that that you think, well, you know, I'm not really interested, so no thanks. But it's actually quite inappropriate for you to decline that invitation. Hmm. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, it's, um, so, you know, and I found in, in Denmark there were a few things that were cultural customs that were really non-negotiable parts of living in Denmark. Um, right. And uh, for me, what I found was super helpful was having a sort of peer within the the new culture. So my, uh, my first host mother actually set me up uh, with the daughter of her friend, um, and this this girl was uh, about my age, I think a, a year younger than me at school, and mm-hmm. she became my sort of cultural guide, not just to what um, typical Danish culture was, but to what the teens are doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and that can be in a a sense of moving countries where it's a completely new culture or even just um, moving schools, for instance, um, and having someone um, who can sort of give you the the in on on what the... Yeah, the faux pas. Yeah, that's true. You do need to sort of learn about your environment and and what you can and can't say no to. But I think... um, what I what I sort of want to refer to at the moment is just the things that are within your control. So um, I like to think of things in terms of energy these days. So um, everything that you do takes a certain amount of energy and it definitely takes more energy when you have relocated or like changed your environment because you're, you're processing all of these new things. So if you keep giving all of your energy to all of these other things saying, yes, 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 I want to do all of that, then you have nothing left for yourself when you go home to sort of like sort through your day and you still need to have some, you know, fuel left in the tank to sort through it all. Um, so do you recognize when you need to say no? I I do. I think important questions uh, to ask are, you know, am I doing this for me or the other person? 
and really sort of think about that. Am I doing it? Like what, what are the reasons you're saying yes? Is it because you want to be liked or is it something that truly, you know, excites you? Does it excite you? Does it serve you kind of thing? You have mm-hmm. to sort of ask these questions and answer honestly because if you don't, you're just doing a disservice to yourself and also to that friend because they're, they're thinking you're agreeing because you really want to do it and then, you know, are going to be disappointed with the results when when you're giving not not your all kind of thing, when you don't have your all to give. Yeah. And you know, sorry, go. Oh, I, I was just going to say, and, and on the other hand, um, in saying no, um, it can be important to, to let them know what part of it you're saying no to. Yeah. So, you know, someone asks me to, to go up on a hike up Grouse Mountain, that's a hard no for me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do not do hikes. They are not fun for me in any circumstances. But that person's company very well might be. Yeah. And so sometimes your no can be, a, you know, no, I can't do that. But how about this? Whether yeah. that's, a, you know, you've suggested we have a movie night tonight or well, how about we go dancing instead? Or um, I can't this time, you know, that's not my idea of a good time, but I'd like to hang out with you in the future. Exactly. That's really important, you know, making sure that you're putting yourself in comfortable situations, which sort of, you know, relates back to what we were talking about last week about boundaries um, and controlling the environment around you. Mm. Yeah. So, so I think it's really important to sort of listen to yourself and making sure that the connections and commitments that you're agreeing to are meaningful. So making meaningful connections with people, meaningful plans and things that are going to add value to your life and you're not just doing because you, you think you need to or be, to like, you know, try and make friends kind of thing. Because that will all come. It all comes eventually. And I think the main purpose is to make sure – that you're in a good and safe and healthy environment for all of you. And sometimes it may be that you really do want to do the thing. It's not always because you don't want to do it, but maybe you actually just need some of that time for yourself. So for me, hiking is my jam. I love hiking, but maybe um, I would need to say, no, I can't go up Grass Mountain this weekend because I actually really need to do um, some, some things for myself this weekend. I need to have some me time, check in with what I'm doing, uh, figure out where I'm at and, you know, do some life admin. We so often neglect life admin. Yeah. yeah. And the, it can help, you know, you need to be as honest as you can with the people around exactly. you. And, and in order to do that, you first need to be honest with yourself about what you need and where your limits are and and how you can do the most uh, within yeah. those limits. Very true. Like it's not it's not always about just doing the things you want to do because sometimes, you know, with, with me that's definitely the case. That's why I always end up in burnouts because I do want to do all the things and I'm not taking the time to listen to myself and actually, you know, take a breath and make sure that when I do agree to the things, I'm, be able, I'm able to give 100%. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it, it can be a, a journey and, and uh, it's one of the things that we keep practicing, I guess, of, of how to listen to yourself and how to notice the signs in yourself that you're approaching your limit or that, you know, you've agreed to something and and you don't want to do that again. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and how to practice setting those kind of boundaries with other people but also with yourself for how much you're going to try and plan yeah boundaries are so important I know we keep coming back to that but I'm really glad that we're talking a lot on that because so often we just we just neglect it we're just so used to doing what we're told and thinking what we're told as well you know you when you're growing up you you learn right and wrong from someone else and you don't question it kind of thing until you have had that change of environment where you're forced to face what it is you think and why it is that you think yeah and you also find that a little bit when you move to a a new culture and um someone tells you well this is how we do things here you know this is the cultural norm Mm -hmm. um and and you you find yourself initially um Mm. tending to stick to that because you don't want to put a foot wrong and so it's again it's something that you don't really have the space to examine until you have done some work to establish yourself and actually really get to know your new environment yeah 
I agree. Um, well, it looks like we're about time for another break. So when we get back, we'll have some closing thoughts and, you know, talk about talk about this a little bit more. <laughs> See you soon. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. You're with Kath and Rebecca. Um, and we have been talking about uh, new environments. So to, to recap, we talked about, you know, the anxiety you experience when moving to a new environment, you know, the social and, and customs and all of that sort of thing, the unfamiliar surroundings uh, and the importance of community in that. So we talked about immersing yourself in a sense of community. And it's very important that we sort of distinguish that it's immersing versus losing yourself. You don't want to lose yourself, which leads you to burnout, which we just sort of ch- chatted about. Um, and now I think what we'll talk about is, you know, resources and things like that. So when you're in a new environment, how to find help with mental health should you need it. Yeah, and, and uh, looking after your yourself in terms of your mental health um, within the restrictions that you might have in a new environment, whether that's access or budget or anything else. Exactly, mental health and a budget, and that can you know refer to your time. Uh, so with me, I was quite time poor with like my fifteen hour days, um, and then you know resources, your access to resources, the fact that you've gone to a new place and you have no idea what's available to you, so your, your access is limited. Um, and then also money is a factor. You know, a lot of the time when we talk about mental health, people think that, you know, it's going to cost so much to go to, like, you know, the big psychologists and counsellors and things, but that's not always the case. Yes, yeah, mental health care does not always mean a psychiatrist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It can mean going to the public library and reading a few books on, like, self-help and the things that you are experiencing yourself. You know, those resources are available to you and it's free. Um, It could mean... You mentioned a few of those resources, um, you know, things that you might do for mental health care before um, as regards support groups, getting in touch with people who are going through the same things that you're going through, um, particularly... If that's if you've moved countries, finding your expat community, yeah, uh, yeah, or or like you mentioned, women's groups, mm-hmm. or 
um, you know, for me, I, I always seek out the um, LGBTQ groups wherever mm-hmm, I go. Mm-hmm. Um, and just finding those peer groups that are going to be a, a source of support for you as you go through the adaptations to the new uh, environment. Yeah. Asking what the, what sort of things that they use and things like that. So uh, whether there are, are free counselling services or whether it's just doing your own resource, uh, resource your own research online and things like that and, and finding uh, uh, articles and uh, things that are resonating with you and it can even be uh reaching out to you know hotlines and things i think you've you've done some work in hotlines before haven't you cass yeah yeah i actually um i volunteer with a crisis chat line Mm. um so it's a a web-based text-based chat line um and that's one of the things that i i encounter a lot with the people that Mm -hmm. i talk to um they've identified that they need help um perhaps need to talk to someone um and the the comment that I get a lot is, you know, I can't afford a therapist. I yeah. have the time to go see a psychologist, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of what I do um, in, in brainstorming solutions with them is figuring out things that they can do uh, that don't involve a huge financial or time commitment. Yeah. Uh, and one of the, or some of the most common uh, solutions that people come up with is um, talking about it and often writing about it. People find journaling very helpful in terms of just writing down the thoughts that they're having and, and the, the things that they're going through um, yeah. just to get it straight on paper, which often then helps them identify what the biggest issues are and what some ways through those might be. Mm. I think with mental health, it really begins with openness and a willingness to show up for yourself because there are so many people that are are there to show up for you that are just waiting. There's heaps of resources and and access to it. Um, And it's not always about, you know, that typical prescribed um, solutions of, you know, going to the psychologist and things like that. There are so many options. And the best thing to do is to be open and just willing to show up for yourself just be that person for you yeah and uh figuring out the people that you can reach out to um Mm -hmm. whether that's a family member or a flatmate um or if you um need access to an online service like a online counseling or even a crisis hotline um and uh, just being willing to take that step and reach out, whoever it might be, too. Yeah. Um, to to kind of have your your voice for yourself be heard. Yeah, I think so. And I think also, you know, acknowledging that not every step is going to be a happy, positive one all the time. So, you know, in in your journey of finding your place and finding your feet in an, in this new place and new environment, it's not always going to be, you know, a smooth sailing process. It's, it's going to take time and it's going to take sacrifice on your part where you do have to, you know, maybe disappoint someone because you really don't want to do the thing that they want yeah. you to do. And, and you have to be careful and respectful of your own time and guard your time like well. Um, yeah. Or it's if it's sacrificing time, you know, like yeah. the, the, yeah. your time has to be equally distributed. Exactly. And especially, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the um, the willing changes that you and I made in our international moves, but mm. uh, that's even more important when it wasn't a, a choice that you made, you know, if you have been um, relocated against your will, you know, maybe by your parents. Yeah cities or um if you you're a refugee and you never wanted to to leave or you did want to leave but it was you know not up to you where you ended up yeah Uh, you know you uh taking care of your mental health is um the most solid foundation that you can give yourself for adapting to your new environment yeah there's so many factors that go into it and again like just really sort of going back to the idea of boundaries and checking in with yourself making sure that you're doing the right thing for you um and 
yeah, just, just creating that healthy, safe environment and going through the steps that we talked about. Yeah. You know, the one thing that I, uh, I've learned, um, through the, the time that I've done doing crisis support work mm. is, uh, never underestimate the power of a cup of tea. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Love and it's just, I mean, not, not even specifically a cup of tea, but the, the small things that you can do. So, um, whether it's, you know, a, a hot drink or, um, having a bath or going for a walk mm-hmm. or reading a book, petting a cat, the yeah. tiny little things that you can do to ground yourself and to take a minute to allow yourself to do something nice. Yeah, so important. Yeah, especially when you feel like you don't have the time to look after your mental health if you're working 15-hour days. Um, Being able to take just two minutes to, you know, sit down and have a glass of water or something like that. I um, agree. immensely powerful. And it's always okay to say no to something to do nothing. I think a lot of the time people think that in order to refuse doing something that they have to have another plan, but it's not the case. Like sometimes the plan is you, like you can say, no, I can't go out tonight because I'm staying home. Like you, you're well within your rights to do that and you should be doing that. It's healthy (laughs) to do that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry. I have a prior appointment with my couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's okay to take care of yourself. You don't have to have, you can be your excuse. You don't need someone else to be your excuse to take care of yourself. But I mean, I think we've talked about a, some really good stuff today, you know, and about anxiety and the things that surround new environments and the steps that you can take to immerse yourself in community without losing yourself um, yeah. and the dangers around burnout and things like that. Yeah. And I think that's the the thing to take away is regardless of of what your environment might be or how it might change, the constant in every environment is you. Mm -hmm. Very true. Yeah, you will always have yourself um, and the things that work for you. And it's just Mm -hmm. a question of finding out how to adapt those things to wherever you might end up. So I guess if you are going through a change of environment at the moment, we hope this was helpful for you and uh, we'll be back next week uh, to talk about some more things. And if you want to chime in on the conversation, make sure you send Brandy an email and let us know what you want to talk about. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Um, Once again, I'm Cass Monden. And I'm Rebecca Shalon. Thank you for having us today. Have a good night. for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. Oh,